Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I am your host, Dave, along with... Trevor. Hey, that's you. That's me. That's the, that's the two of us. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour, a podcast where we talk about running, and we try to stay on subject, but we will probably go off on many tangents. Um, as we want to do. Um, so, I, you know, I guess we can start with just... Um, Describing some of our running goals, maybe sort of where we are currently. Sure, I am. Uh, I'll start. I'm currently. Uh, I've been training for a marathon, but uh, I yesterday was my last day running pre-marathon, and the marathon is in three days. <laughs> so now, now, now I'm resting. I'm having extended pre-marathon Sabbath. Nice. So, how long did you run yesterday? Yesterday, I just ran a 5K. Nice. Yep. <laughs> I, I was tapering. <laughs> <laughs> I think. It's smart. That's smart. That's I, uh, that's what you're supposed to do. I think you're supposed to taper, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on your training volume and and uh, stuff like that, I think I think there's a lot of different types of tapers. So that's yeah. that's something that I think on a number of elite running podcasts they talk about very knowledgeably. And that's great that you bring that up because this is a non-elite running podcast. That's right. No, this is an entirely average running podcast. Um, where we come at it with a, a lot, a lot of opinion, a lot of intuition, um, but not necessarily the same, you know, scientific rigor and, and research as these doctors and elite runners that that have their podcasts on running as well. Yeah, exactly. This is like if somebody read Siddhartha by Herman Hesse and decided to <laughs> apply that to running, and then take a very laid back approach to, to talking about that idea. Yeah, and, and then segued into talking about the Grateful Dead for long, extended uh, verbal jams. That's right. Yeah, um, which is kind of what we've already done. But so you've so you're running a you're running a marathon. You're running a marathon in uh, three days. Yep, I'm I'm going up to Providence, Rhode Island. The uh, uh, the, the nutmeg state, maybe. <laughs> I, can, I don't think that's right. The Cohog state. Like, yeah, the the. Bruins AAA affiliate state. Uh, <laughs> the former home of the Whalers. <laughs> Were they there? Were they ever there? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm East, just, I, I think I'm confusing them with Connecticut. The Eastern Connecticut state. Eastern <laughs> Connecticut state. I'll be there. I'm going up tomorrow. Going to hang out, do some more. Uh, what, what do you call the post-tapering phase? Uh, the the actual running, the race? Or in between that when you're done tapering oh. and you're like where I am right now. Oh, you're you're in the you're in the taper. Okay, I mean, uh, you're having I'm, some re- you're having some rest days, but yeah, this is the taper. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. I, I guess you tapered it down to like zero is where you are now. Exactly, I've tapered down so far that now all I'm doing is eating mashed potatoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, it's a good strategy. I googled like, what do you eat the night before a marathon, and uh, and I, I got some Canadian running site, which I figured was trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. I think it said pasta with oil and, uh, I don't know, zucchini. Zucchini. <laughs> Some kind um, of protein. I think it said tofu or chicken were the two recommendations. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Nothing too like too heavy or greasy, but, but you know, definitely want to have some 
some fuel on board, as they say. Yeah, exactly. The main, the main thing I got to do now is is find the right outfit to wear, and I should be. Otherwise, I'm pretty much ready to go. Yeah, so it's probably a good time to talk a little bit about um, a little bit of your running theory. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about your your approach to training um, as well as appearance. Sure. Um, so as far as training goes, I don't I don't use an actual training plan. I, I just listen to my body, you know. So yeah, I do it's that. very, it's very like. Uh, it's like the nineteen sixties of you. It's like the Weezer song "Butterfly." <laughs> uh, that's too obscure, probably, or maybe not. We yeah. are two forty-year-old men uh, we talking are. to an audience I expect of mostly thirty-nine through forty-one-year-olds. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. doing the I'm doing the marathon with no watch and no phone and no music and. We'll, we'll report back, dear listener, at the next episode how that goes. And, and we're kind of testing it, field testing it. Um, but that's how I usually do my long runs in, in training with quotes around it anyway. Uh, that's how I did my, I did a 20. That was the longest I've done. Nice. Um, I happened to run just uh, coincidentally, I ran 20 miles just yesterday. Oh, how did that go? Tell us about this it. This is just a casual thing that I, I often do. It just um, happened. That just happened to you. It just happened. No. So this this was actually, um, yeah, this was in the works for a little bit, but it was also a little bit spontaneous. So, um, so yeah, I got to, I, I took a day off and, and, and went out to good old Mount Grayskull, as you like to call it. Um, yeah, <laughs> The locals uh, uh, know it more commonly as Mount Greylock. Uh, to, yeah, I was barely aware of its existence until you and I spoke about it a couple of days ago. But it's yeah. the tallest point in Massachusetts. You told me. I did tell you that, despite um, spending the first seventeen years of your life here, you were you were pretty impressed uh, by that fact. That's right. Yeah. Who? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, we were talking. We were that led us to a great tangent that, luckily, we're sparing you um, from hearing, dear listener, where we talked about. Uh, ski areas of Massachusetts for about, <laughs> about 12 minutes, I think. Yeah. Well, we, and, and you could say like, uh, the minor ski areas of greater Boston were the primary focus of, of that particular tangent. And if you're listening right now thinking, man, I wish I, I didn't miss out on that. Don't worry. Hey, we're, sli- we're slightly talking about it right now, and we're probably going to return to it later in this podcast. We probably will. There's going to be a lot of recurring themes, yeah. uh, tons of self-reference, and uh, and a lot about running. Yes. Um, so tell us more about your, your run-up Mount Grayskull. <laughs> yeah, so Mount Grayskull. Um, uh, so I'd say the maybe I can share the... Um, the, one, one of the learnings was you should check to see if the if the if the road is open mm-hmm. um, because I ended up having to park uh, about four miles from the trailhead I was intending to use, which added eight miles to the run that was otherwise going to be around fifteen or sixteen. Um, <laughs> that, so that's, it, yeah, it was not that, a planned twenty mile. 20 yeah, mile. yeah. My, mine wasn't either actually. Mine was a planned seventeen. And when I got to 17, I realized I was three miles from home. And so I just, I just kept going. How'd you feel at the very end of that? Well, the problem was I felt pretty good in a lot of ways, but I, I didn't bring any water on the run because I, I run. That's right. I live, in, I live uh, in lower Manhattan. And so this run was from my apartment all the way up to the George Washington Bridge, which is about 10 miles up, up the Hudson River and back. And 
it's a little early in the year and they hadn't I, they hadn't turned on the water fountains yet or or to translate that into Boston language because Trevor you're in the Boston area mm-hmm. the, they hadn't turned on the bubbler the bubbler and, uh, or yeah. none of the none of the bubblers were on so I um, I ended up running 20 miles waterless which was a poor <laughs> decision. <laughs> Uh, but I did, I did survive it. And uh, I, I was very, a little bit lightheaded when I got home. Yeah. And so we did disclaim earlier that we, we, we talk about running while not actually recommending uh, anyone else do any of this particular type of running. Um, no, I, it's still in the uh, testing phase. It's, so. it's, not, it's not to be considered, um, you know, medical or financial advice. No, these are experimental therapies at the moment. That's right. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. With the, right, with the right research and funding, this could become the, the main way that runners train in the future. Yeah. So we should probably thank some of our future sponsors. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about a few. We were hoping, we were hoping for several, maybe. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, I'm trying to remember what sponsors were we hoping to get. I mean, I was really hoping for uh, Untapped Vermont, the, uh, the, the, the best tasting uh sort of on trail gel slash goo slash liquid calorie that i know um that's right, that's right. i've exclusively yeah. used the goo brand gels when i run and that's my favorite goo for sure yeah, future that, sponsor goo you, <laughs> i thought future wait i thought future sponsor was uh, untapped vermont do we think they're in conflict as sponsors i was just confused by the way you used the word goo like the way a, a southerner uses the word coke <laughs> but, by, but by Coke, they mean Coke or Sprite or Dr. Pepper, you know? The, yeah, they mean soda. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, um, and they haven't gotten their, that word yet. Apologize, dear listener, for it's, it's, well, it's the, like, for the generalization. Is there another word for a Kleenex? Coke. I think it's, <laughs> in, the, in the South, you also call that a Coke. You can also call it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, so we both ran 20 miles on various occasions. Yeah. Um, I'd say my approach was uh, all kinds of running, a bunch of different speeds, as long as you exclude fast. Um, otherwise, it was wet and muddy, and I just I just went up the mountain, looped back down, did my eight extra bonus miles, and uh, <laughs> called it a day. <laughs> I like that. I just want to I just want to correct you on one thing. Uh, I think, as we've said before, and I, I heard this from some other pod, run, running podcasts, that all, all running is fast running, right? It's all just relative. There's no slow running. It's just relative degrees of fast. Relative degrees. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I think a po- another podcast, which we've often referenced on the podcast recordings that either didn't work due to technical dif- difficulties or lack of recording altogether... A very minimalist um, approach to, to, to podcast recording. The, yeah, the the most minimalist podcast that we made. The best one of the one of the best power motion picnic hours, in in my opinion, was was one that was not even recorded. Exactly. The, the, <laughs> the scarcity adds to the quality. That's right. And yeah, very um, few have ever heard it. Very few. Um, so so. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, I forget where, where I was relative well, to the, to well, the we run were, on that. We were wrapping up on our, our respective 20-mile runs, and, and that was that was a tangent as well from an earlier question, although luckily this tangent was we stayed on topic talking about running, but you did ask earlier about, I think, my uh, outfits. Your outfits, I did. I was hoping I was hoping to come back to that. A big, a big part of my approach to running is not has nothing to do with technique or training or conditioning, fitness, um, goo has nothing to do with any of that it's, <laughs> a lot of it's fashion fashion based and so i like to although as we, we've already established we're pretty middle of the pack runners um mm-hmm. we, we we don't walk the middle path in life but we run it when we're when we're training and when we're racing and um but so when i get when i get to the front though when i get to the starting line i i want to look and i think i do look like i'm going to be really fast i'm i'm tall and, and thin and i have long hair and a mustache and lots of tattoos and a cool old school running short you know short shorts and a singlet so oh and a terry cloth sweatband um wrapped around my head so until that yeah, gun I mean, goes I, off i mean i and and just just others around me where i'm from in massachusetts would would think you look wicked fast thank you very much uh translation for our listeners in san francisco that is hella fast <laughs> um so, so but then you know as long as nobody sees the number on my bib, um, they're going to think I'm going to be wicked slash hella uh, fast. But the gun goes off, and then, you know, we, we run the middle path for the duration of the race. You, you come out at a very moderate pace. Exactly, which is where I'm yeah. comfortable. <laughs> but you did have an, an inspirational moment in your last um, official four-miler, which was run by thousands. And so middle of the pack means you beat several thousand people. That's true. I've yeah. So I've been doing the New York Roadrunners races, a nine plus one program to qualify for next year's New York Marathon, and I've run two four mile races, um, and uh, I think about eight thousand people in each field. I finished right around two thousand. So that's actually breaking with um, you know the philosophy a little bit, or stretching it, bending it. But there's a pretty big middle, I think. So I think two thousandth <laughs> is still safely in the middle. Yeah, two two thousand of how many again? About like I'm around two thousand out of eight thousand. Out of eight thousand. Right. I mean that's 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 top quartile if if my math is correct. We'll have to have our fact checkers check that one. Um, we we might have to come back with a correction on a future yeah. episode. And don't worry, dear listener, there will be a correction segment every episode coming up. We just have nothing to correct this time. Because we did decide that you ran in a higher percentage of the pack than than I did on on my first right. uh, and and. So far, only trail race last year, somewhere yeah. around uh, thirty of one fifty. Oh no, wait. So that's 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 not correct. No, that's um, bad. Yours is better. <laughs> mine's slightly better, twenty percent. Um, oh. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Not, anyway. Not enough math for one. Yeah, for exactly. One, for one Jeez. show. <laughs> I know. I, I don't like to do. I don't like to do this much math after the sun goes down. Uh, it's like sometimes you forget that not only can the the listener not not see us um but she's also unlikely to be able to um hear the thoughts going through our head as we're calculating our percentages in uh in 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 two two races that we've done exactly any out of of three total any portions of this podcast that are not done out loud will actually not be transferred to (laughs) to the listener at home it's a good Uh, reminder to us um the podcasters yeah we got to keep that that channel even if it's a one-way communication we still have to keep that channel open that's right yeah we do um 
say things out loud. Say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wonder if this podcast will become a good because sometimes I listen to a running podcast while running. I wonder if uh, this will become a good podcast to listen to while running. If it'll if it'll work. I, I think it will, and then afterwards. It, it, it people will feel like they just kind of it, it was like a good slog and like they could sort of just get through the time and like you know and then it was over yeah um you know kind of something like that and then and then they'll later on to their friends describe how it was ostensibly about running but um in fact they talked about you know not very much that was actually useful for them in the pursuit of their running I listened to a, a, a podcast once with Steve Earle. This is not about running at all. And he was talking about um, a tribute album he was doing to Guy Clark. And this was like a 25-minute podcast. It was very short. And in the middle of this 25-minute podcast about Guy Clark, he went on like a 10-minute tangent talking about Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was, and it was amazing. And he just got he just went off. And I love Steve Earle, and I love Guy Clark, and I love Bob Dylan. Um it was all great stuff, but he just, they didn't stop him, right? What are you going to say? Like, stop talking about Bob <laughs> stop, Dylan. Stop talking about Bob Dylan. <laughs> and this is yeah. like an NPR podcast, so it was a pretty, you know, it was a pretty serious, they had their they had their stuff together. Yeah, yeah. Um, that reminds me of uh, uh, Barry Gibbs' um, later cover album of, of various songs. Well, I guess it wasn't a, is it a cover album? If you do your own songs like many years later, uh, uh with, with, with special guests. Yes. Um, cause they're covering it, I suppose. Yeah. And, and the song, stay, Gre- stay tuned Gre- next episode for a correction <laughs> to that answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. What, and, and the song. Well, anyway, he, he recorded a bunch of songs that, that, that like, they played in the Bee Gees, or I think mostly Bee Gees songs, but uh, yeah, so it reminds me of that song, Greenfields, with uh, Gillian Welch and uh, and David Rawlings. Oh yeah, uh, musical partners, life partners. Yeah, very good, very good. I, I feel um, like for, I feel like for, we'll go back to running a second. I was supposed to say I feel like for years, maybe this is just me. It feels like they didn't want us to know who David Rawlings was, or that he was there, <laughs> or that he was there. You he know, was there. Yeah, and then yeah. eventually, like. And then she's like, oh, this is my... And they're like partners, right? They're like, not just know. musical are partners. They? I, I mean, they're... are they? I think they're See? lovers. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Another cue for the fact checkers. But I think I think that's probably right. Yeah. And, and if you know the answer to that, uh, dear listener, please, I don't know, write, we, write it on our Instagram page somewhere. Uh, you could comment that on any picture. or even... Comment, yeah. Comment on Instagram. Um yeah, we do. I mean, we should note, like, oftentimes on this podcast, we ourselves are likely to get confused. So we welcome uh, information from the listener. Yeah, listener, please write us, or um, and if it, or if just if anyone wants to pass this question on to Dave Rawlings himself, <laughs> we always we always welcome feedback from our listener or Dave Rawlings. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, so back or to... Barry Gibb for that matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, back, I was going to say back to running. And back we'll to back, running. We'll get back yeah. to the Gibbs in a little bit, and I'll, I'll bring up the, the Robin Gibbs solo album that I really like. Oh, um, yeah. Um, so yeah. How, are you, yeah, how are you feeling after your 20-mile run yesterday? You said that was yesterday, right? That was yesterday. Um, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I, I, didn't, I, I, I could have, like, I was originally thinking I'll go out and just kind of shuffle around, even if it's just for, like, two miles at a very slow pace. But um, the time wasn't there. So I think I'm going to try to do that tomorrow. Um, legs are sore. Yep. 
but um, sounds about right for their. I feel 40, like I did forty year olds. I, I did a good yeah forty year olds. I did it and like barely forty. You mean uh, no? We we talked about this before. We said we're more more than forty. We're super more 40. than oh that's right super Four, forty. Yeah. I, I said I said fortissimo as we would Fort, say fortissimo <laughs> in yeah. the classical music world because that means very that means very loud. Very think, loud. Um, for, for us, fortissimo means very 40 and not 40 for much longer. Accelerando. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I don't speak that much Italian. <laughs> I don't think I said that correctly. Oh. Um, but anyway, yeah, so um, so fortissimo, yeah. Um, very 40. Very 40. Very 40. Um so where were we on running? Oh yeah, so the legs are sore, but but not terrible. I think I did a good job uh, fueling. Uh, oh yeah, how much fuel did you take in and during I, and the I, race and before? And I did an okay job with hydration. I hydrated a lot before. I mm-hmm. drank like two. Uh, I don't know. I, I drank like probably more than a hundred ounces the day before. I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot too. Yeah. It's more than I drink most days. Okay. It's like two big like forty ouncer things and probably a little bit more um and then i drank probably close to one of those before going out so call it like 20 or 30 ounces but i only had two liters with me um because i know another tip for the listener is um if there's a road closure it also likely means that the lodge is not yet open so the summit lodge indeed where i was thinking i could i could get an easy like fill up Yep. Um, was not open. So that's similar and, to my experience running along the river. Yeah. And I didn't bring my, didn't bring my filter water bottle because again, I thought I'd just grab, grab water at the lodge. Um, so, so yeah, again, another, this, I think this story itself is a good reminder to the listener that this should not be considered running financial or medical advice. No, no. I see yeah, that's right. You were running just around a mountain, around, like wild, like real free. I'm gonna be. There's gonna be water every mile at the Providence Marathon, I believe. That's good. Like a little, I think a little table. I'm gonna ask them that when I pick up my bib uh, in two days, and I'm probably gonna ask them that que- same question like five times. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, well, like, yeah. Just make sure you make sure you get water every single mile. You think that's uh, a good idea? Well, I, I was I was gonna make a joke about how you were so like finely tuned kind of like Kipchoge and they feel like, yeah. uh, one of the reasons he might've faded at, at Boston was that he missed one of his bottles, which I saw was that. like a 300 calorie bottle. And like, you know, on the one hand it's like, well, he's, he's like in such amazing, uh, running form that it, it like shouldn't matter, but maybe he's in like, he's so highly tuned that, that it actually does matter. And he's pretty old. He's almost as old as us. I think he's 38. Really? That's inspiring. I think he's 38 years old. Um, I think that's, co- a cool, that's a cool thing about running is, is like there's a lot of like really good older runners. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, like you can still be like in the top of your running game in your 40s. Yep, Kip, Kipchoge, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like, did you, so did you just, watch? Just, the- just like us, barely 40. Yeah, did you, we're, we're very similar, us and uh, Elliot Kipchoge. I don't know, I like, um, what's his name? Tibet. Yeah. Um, what's his first name? He's got a cool name. Cool uh, first name. Evans. Evans Tibet. Yeah, I like, I like that. And uh, I saw him. I watched him win New York and Boston. I think he won Boston twice in a row now, right? Yeah, he has. Yeah. So 
he's good. I like him. I like. I was. Did you did you watch this last Boston Marathon? I did not. I didn't. Whoa. I did not get to get to witness this one. I had to. I think I actually had to travel to New York. Um, oh. A bit sacrilegious for somebody from Boston, but. Um, True. Is that where I was? I don't know, but I feel like I was not in Boston. Well, I was I was working from home, which meant I was watching the Boston Marathon on ESPN, uh, which was which was wonderful. All four all four races, maybe there's more than four categories, but every category was great. Um, big fan. Um, yeah, that was it was pretty. So did you see there was an American, a young American fella, who made it pretty far with the pack? Oh, and, and I he heard fin- about him. I, I didn't I didn't see him. He finished top ten, and he was exciting. And I probably should know his name, but he—he's um, very young. That—that was one thing I noticed. He was, and he's—he's com- he's not very tall, right? I don't think so. He's very blonde, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think he was very tall. He didn't look. Nobody looked as good as Kipchoge form-wise, but of, of course, Kipchoge didn't win. So yeah, there you go. There so, you go. Yeah, so there you go. Well, he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of like us. We we look really good out there, but we we you know we rarely <laughs> win. No, Except for yeah. yeah, I guess he's not like us in that he mostly always wins. But that particular performance was very power motion picnic hour of him. Exactly. Maybe yeah. He he's adopting our strategy, and maybe it's a bad idea. <laughs> I, I think I've never won a race in my life. Uh, that's a good question. I don't think I have either. Um, I, I, I actually, I've I've won like inconsequential races, um, probably. I've probably run like a foot race, like that. Like someone challenges you, you know. Like in the old days, I feel like you, when we were maybe young kids and teenagers, you were racing each other a lot more frequently. Yeah, well, th- that's that's a race. I mean, like 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 we said earlier, all you know, everyone's everyone's an elite runner. It's all running and. I'd say that's that's racing too. That's true. It just just because it's not a Boston qualifier doesn't mean it's not a race. If I, uh, you know, beat somebody down the sidewalk after <laughs> beat somebody to the car on the way home from something, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like how Phil Lesh described um, playing music on acid. <laughs> How's uh, that? It, well, it was like it, 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 he he said that it didn't make him. You know, it's not like it made it made them better or worse musicians. It just made them like. Uh, like like telepathically connected, and I feel like the type of racing you're describing is is just like this. It's it's like it's like this cosmic, uh, you know. It's it's transcendent. It's transcendental. It's like beyond. Yeah. It's like beyond any organization or official official yeah. racing or uh, speed. Speed. It's not about or, that. Or physical requirements to hydrate. <laughs> None of that. That's not what matters. It's a mental that's, thing. That's not. It's yeah. It's beyond. It's beyond all that. Um, so, so we're we're getting towards maybe the last the last quartile of this podcast. Oh, we are. Um, the, it's, the, it's felt much longer. This has been a bit of a. It's it's almost like this is probably our longest pod, podcast yet. I um, think that's true, and our most most recorded. Uh, most listened toable. It's definitely the most listened to. Um, yeah. yeah, or most most listenable in that it probably exists. Yeah, um, and so this is probably this is probably the official pilot, and so we yeah. should probably talk about some other things we'll be doing in this podcast going forward, right? We we talk about our, our philosophy and our outfits, our nutrition. Yep. Uh, yeah. We'll probably touch on our history of running a little bit, our personal histories, which we haven't done much. Um, we As, will talk about more running goals. Yeah, running goals. As alluded to in the theme song, sometimes we'll have special guests. We'll have special guests. Um, I don't know how soon who our first we, special we, guest we, will we, be. 
we will certainly take um, suggestions from our listener. That's true. We, we, we'd love to cover anything that, that might be on, on the minds of our listener. Um, yeah. Once again, listener, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover or things you'd like us to address, please just write that as a comment in any, any of our posts on Instagram or ask Dave Rawlings to forward the message <laughs> to us. And however, as long as we get it, we'll talk about it. Uh, and we'll talk about it no matter what it is, even if it's not running or BGs related. Yeah. And I don't know if Jillian Welch would, would, would be willing to pass on a message, but if you see her, you can, you can try. She could probably uh, get it too. Yeah. To her, to her supposed lover, Dave Rawlings. Um, I wonder if that's true. I think that's true. <laughs> I think we're going to check out on that one. I think, yeah. I think I might've said the word transcendental wrong earlier. Um, and you're I don't pretty, know. you don't li- how far from Walden Pond do you live? Uh, not far. I've actually run around there before. How's that? It's good. Although, although it's better to run like close to it, but not, not like at Walden Pond, which is now like very touristy. Oh, that's interesting. I'd say, I'd say Thoreau, if if Thoreau were alive today, he'd be, he'd be running around in Wright Woods just next door. Okay. Um, we had a adjacent, adjacent to, uh, to his cabin. We had a gym teacher and he was also a health teacher in high school. Who was uh, his answer to everything was that we should we should read Thoreau, <laughs> we, should, we should read that on Walden Pond. Uh, well, I don't I don't remember being that blown away by it. In in a couple of years he'll be he'll be saying, read Thoreau, or listen to the Power Motion Picnic Hour. <laughs> exactly, they get they got it. These guys figured it out. <laughs> they figured it out. I was much more I was more into Emerson. I liked the. His nature essay, I think, was the one I liked. Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> that feels like that, that feels like it works. You do that kind of running. You do like Thoreau, Emerson running. You're because you're out there in the. In, what, what, what would you call well, it? central I, Massachusetts? In, I'm in the woods, but I, I would say I would say you're more you're more of a soul runner because because you, you yeah yeah you just listen to the body. It's all intuition. It's you know there's it's true. You have an Apple Watch. There's no watch. I have a, I have a watch. I've got all this like hardcore data. Thoreau on my, would be on my on my average running. Thoreau would definitely run without a watch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't I know mean, how he much... did. He did. So, so that's true. He definitely. If well, if he ran, because I don't think jogging or running was very popular back. Uh... There is no jogging, Dave. Let's not. Please not use that word. We don't use the word jogging. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a is that a swear word? I mean, it's it's running. It's just it's just oh. a certain type of running. Jogging was a fad from the seventies. <laughs> yeah. Run, running is it is yeah is an intrinsic aspect of the human experience. Yeah, r- running. You know, Guy Clark certainly never jogged. Yeah, but I feel like my my. Uh, fashion style while running certainly harkens back to something that someone might call jogging or no is that wrong it's, it's, it's a, like, if you're jogging are you wearing sweatpants that's a good question i mean yeah we'll have to think about this well i mean that's good it leaves us leaves us a lot to talk about on future podcasts um mm-hmm. i think I'll, I'll i'll share my running goals too Let's um do it. talk about talk about more about outfits. Oh, we, we, we will have gear corner. We'll talk about, we'll talk gear about corner. gear. Yeah. Gear occasionally. And most um, importantly, we'll talk about running music, running music, kind um, of music we like to run to. And I'd say we did that a little bit tonight. We, we talked about music anyway. Yeah. 
We didn't talk about any music that I run to. Um, no. Because like I, I, I said I don't run to music or anything, but that's when I'm outside. When I'm in the gym, I'm very hooked up to the phone. I don't, I don't know if we necessarily expressed opinions about the music we talked about tonight. That's true. I'm not sure if we liked it or not. We just, we just presented it. As, we presented it. It's, as, yeah. As music that's out there in the world. I didn't even, even name, name my favorite Robin Gibb album. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, we should leave the listener with that. I recommend, this week I recommend the Robin Gibb album, Robin's Reign. Oh. <laughs> R-E-I-G-N. Was that a brief, like, psychedelic pop phase? Uh, I don't even know what you'd call pre, it. Pre, Pre-Bee Gees? Or post-first post, post period Bee Gees? I think, I think it, yeah, post and pre. It's, I think I would describe it as super fucking weird. <laughs> it's a weird album. Robin's dressed like, up like he's going to the Ren Fair on the cover. It reminds me very much of one of those, like, toy music box, boxes that you, like, crank. Yeah, exactly. It's like that, but instead of cranking the music box, you're cranking this weird, <laughs> this weird chamber pop. Uh, that like, if you know, if anyone ever heard you listen to that when you were younger and trying to be cool, you, it's not yeah. cool. Yeah, that's not yeah. what it is. Sung, sung by, by, by some sort of deranged runner on the, the, you know, thirty fifth mile of their. <laughs> exactly. You know. There's a mile in in super marathoning where. Where Robin's Reign by Robin Gibb is the ideal music, but I certainly have not made it that far. <laughs> yeah, that's a, there's a special it's a special place when 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 all you can think about or, or hear in your mind is is Robin's Reign. Yeah, um, yeah. Some some say around mile thirty six or thirty seven. Um, if if you choose to poorly poorly hydrate, um, as we probably would. Yeah, it enhances the experience in a certain way. Um, you know, about a about a we're running out of time, but about a year ago, I said I I'll never I'll never run a marathon, which is a thing I always used to say. As much as I've always loved running, I, I said uh, I'll never run a marathon. But you know, here we are, we're three days out. This is exciting. Well, I I think we have to end there. I mean, I think so. You're gonna crush it. You're like whatever you do, it's it's gonna be an amazing achievement. Um, if at any point your your shoe gets wet or your headband gets a bit askew. What, what are you going to tell yourself, Dave? You're going to you're going to that's right. D- d- dig deep down inside. I was telling you about my last four mile race. It was raining and it was like eight in the morning, running through Central Park. And about halfway through this four mile race, I, I I was doing a good job of avoiding puddles, but two miles in, I stepped right in a puddle and just soaked my foot. And mm-hmm. right at that moment, I um I had an excuse, and I almost was like, ah, well. And then I said, no, no excuses. <laughs> and I, I ripped a real fast last two miles. No, uh, no excuses. We no should, we'll, we'll, we'll make an Instagram post out of that one for our yeah. listener. Just, I feel like that's a memorable, like, mantra. Yeah. That, yeah. Find that post and comment your own experiences of stepping in a puddle while running. That's and, right. And no we'll, excuses. And we'll either reply or talk about it on the next podcast. Um, Probably both. I mean. Yeah. We got yeah. the time. It's likely. It's likely it will be both. So when you're out there feeling down, mile 17 or 22, just no excuses. I'm going to try to remember the no excuses. Um, and, then, and then cue Robin Train. Yeah, exactly. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to ask, when I pick up my bib, I'm going to ask them to, if they can play Robin Train when I'm coming across <laughs> the finish line. Uh, but, and if I had a phone, I'd play it myself. But maybe I'll just sing it as I'm crossing the line. 
All right. Well, this has been a great, a great hour, a power motion picnic hour, if I do say my, so, uh, if I do say so myself. Yes, I've certainly learned a lot personally, and I hope you have too, dear listener. All right. Let's 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 play our song. Okay. Here here it is, the outro long version of the theme song. Until next time. I don't know. Keep running or whatever, whatever, whatever <laughs> makes whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Onward. Special guest, this is the power.